Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022, and the Grizzlies finally get to leave Salt Lake City after a long, hard weekend in Salt Lake. Tough road trip, saw the Grizzlies lose both games to the Jazz, and we'll do a recap. Quick recap from the game on Monday, and then we'll go straight into the game in Portland against the Trailblazers tonight. Forget about the games in Salt Lake City, hopefully, this past weekend, and and just move on from there. So the Grizzlies are currently sitting at minus 4.5 in the game against the Trailblazers tonight. Obviously, Damian Lillard will not be playing. We'll touch that game in a second. But first, the game in Salt Lake City on Monday. So I know a lot of people are upset about it. I saw a lot on Twitter about people being very you know, critical of the Grizzlies in their current state. It was a bad game. No way around it. 121 to 105 loss. John Morant did play. He played well. Uh, I think he finished with 36 points, I believe, after being sick. So that that was good to see, at least see him out there. Um, But the supporting cast was just not up to par from what they need to be. Obviously, no Desmond Bain hurt. And then Jaron Jackson Jr., Zaire Williams still out like they've been all season. So, I don't read too much into it. Obviously, it was a tough night. Um, Jazz did cover the spread, and then the under slightly hit, finished at 126. The over was at 230, so slightly hit the under there. Jazz covered the plus two. Jazz are a good team. I said in the last podcast how frustrating they are to watch and how some of these players – you know, seem to just make these crazy shots. But when they're, you know, the second that you know, Markinen or Clarkson or whoever gets traded to the Lakers, or the Bulls or whoever it may be, they're just going to brick every shot they take. But because they're on the Jazz, because they're an underdog and and I'm betting against them, they're, they're knocking them all down. So that's really it from that game in terms of like what I saw. I, I don't think it was too much to read into. Grizzlies at this point, biggest thing is just to get healthy. And I don't think it's fair to judge the team until then. Uh, it's good minutes for guys like Roddy um, and Aldama, who probably won't play as much at the end of the season. So get the minutes early on, kind of continue on their development, stay above water until those guys get back. So that's all I could say about the performance in terms of the bets that we made. We actually did very well on the board besides our play of the game, unfortunately. Uh, I know I've been you know, continuously – Bragging about the idea that I was, you know, six and zero going into the game, finally got humbled there. But I stand by my pick and put an asterisk next to it because it was tough with all the injury news really just being unknown until basically tip off. So I hit the Jazz plus two, like that a lot. Under two thirty, I hit that. Mike Conley over one and a half threes, which if you listen back, I really considered making this my play of the game. He hit five threes on the night for all 15 of his points. Only only scored off three-pointers, so he crushed his over one-and-a-half threes his first game back from a small injury. Um, Larry Markkinen, my least favorite player in the NBA, over 19-and-a-half, crushed that. He had 31. Mike Conley, obviously, I said over 12-and-a-half points. He hit five threes, so that puts him at 15, so he cashed that. Play of the game was first quarter money line Jazz. Honestly, I looked at I was watching the box score because I was busy, or I think I was watching football um, while a football game ended. I looked, and for some reason, I thought I bet Jazz first to ten, which hit, and so I was I tweeted all all celebrating seven and zero on the play of the game, and then realized that I said first quarter money line, so I had to delete that tweet. Jazz ended up losing the quarter, twenty six twenty three. So that was tough. Also lost Jazz team total under one fourteen point five. 
Thought the Grizzlies were going to lock in on defense. Unfortunately, did not do that. Jazz scored 121. And then Mike Conley over five and a half assists was my last play. He finished with five. So with all that, finished five and three on the night for that game. That's a good, you know, that's a good, good night. So five and eight is a good, good night of betting. And that's really all from that game. As I just I said before, time to kind of move past this trip to Utah. Tough, tough road trip for the Grizzlies. Continue now going into Portland against the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers, another surprise of the season so far. Five and one, both straight up and against the spread. Damian Lillard obviously is out for a short amount of time with an injury. So Anthony Simons is going to be the main guy leading the attack, which is more than capable after what we've seen so far from him. Injury report, again, kind of in a waiting game right now. Some of the player props I'm still waiting on just due to the fact that I don't know about certain players. John Morant is off the injury report, so we know for a fact he will be playing in this game. We do have Desmond Bain, LaRavia, and Steven Adams all listed as questionable for the Grizzlies. And then the same guys besides that out, Jaron Danny Green and Zaire Williams. For the Blazers, Dame, Gary Payton, and Trenton Wadford are all out tonight against the Grizzlies. Obviously, the main one there is Damian Lillard, but we've seen that the uh, Jazz are more than capable of, of picking up the slack there. Won their last game without Damian Lillard against the Houston Rockets. They've been very good all in all, all season, as I said before. Um, and yeah, so looking at this game tonight, as I mentioned before, the line is currently minus four and a half in favor of the Grizzlies. Over under is currently at 226. So they played four games last season. Blazers actually won three of the four games that they played. Damian Lillard played in three of them. Two of the wins that the Blazers had against the Grizzlies, Damian Lillard was involved. I think the continued improvement from Anthony Simons is something that really needs to be taken into consideration. So I know that Damian Lillard isn't playing, but... He's done more than enough to show that he can pick up that slack, averaging 20.5 points per game, 37% from three. Shaden Sharp, 27, or sorry, three games in double digits so far in a row. So he seems to kind of be finding his his foot in the NBA. Doesn't play a ton of minutes, but when he does play, he's he's very exciting um, and a player to definitely look out for tonight without Damian Lillard. So minus four and a half tonight. As well as the Blazers winning three of their last or three of the four games against the Grizzlies last season, they also covered in all three of those games last season. Um, plus four and a half seems like a lot of points, especially without the Desmond Bain news really being known right now. I think that a Bainless Memphis Grizzlies team, and this may sound tough. It's made sound like it makes no sense. I think it's harder to win games without Desmond Bain than it is without John Morant right now. Because I think Tyus Jones and Desmond Bain, when Bain's playing and Jaws not, are able to pick up the slack. But I don't think without Bain, I don't like Brooks as a secondary scorer for the Grizzlies. So having Bain is just such a luxury um, to pair with John Morant. But without him, the Grizzlies, he's only missed 11 games in his career. Grizzlies are 5-6 and six in the 11 games that without Desmond Bain so far in his career. So something there that I think is a lot more important than people may think on the surface level. And I like the Blazers plus 4.5, unfortunately, for that reason. I said before, no Damian Lillard. Last game that they played against the Rockets, them being the Portland Trailblazers, Sharp had 14, Simons had 30, Nurkic had 27, Grant had 15. So they're picking up. 
the slack there, and I expect them to play a, a good game tonight, especially in in Portland in front of their home fans. Both teams have had a bit of rest, so I'm going to go Portland plus four and a half there. Grizzlies can still win the game, but I think it'll be close, and I think that the Blazers will cover that spread. Now looking at the over-under for this game, it's currently listed at 226.5. It's gone up 0.5 from the last time I checked. 66% of the Grizzlies games so far this season have gone over. We've been very aware of their lack of defensive ability with Jaron Jackson Jr. out, especially in that Utah Jazz two games. We saw exactly how bad it can be at times. So I like the over there. The Grizzlies have the worst defensive rating in the NBA so far this season. So it's not an overreaction to say that their defense sucks. It's statistically backed up as well. Um, Moda Center, which is where the Portland Trailblazers play, averages 230.5 points per game this season in the four games that were played. And the last time these two teams played, the over hit with ease and the total number of points scored was 242. So very... Considering making this my play of the game, I'm not going to because I have another one that I like a lot. But I'm going to go over the 226 for this for these two teams. So speaking of the play of the game, we'll get right into that. That is John Morant over 29.5 points. Making it very simple this time after losing the last one, have to get back in the win column. John Morant over points is, is an easy way to do that. So he had 37 last game. 12 from 18 from the field. He's averaging 33.3 points per game. Should be feeling a lot better than he did even on Monday with the uh, the sickness. So should be close to his normal self tonight. He's played two of the four games against the Portland Trailblazers last season. Averaged 30.5 points in those two games. And with Desmond Bain out, one of the games being last uh, on Monday, he averages 27.3 points in nine games without Bain. I know that's lower than the 29.5, but everything John Morant at the moment is a lot higher than it has been in the past in terms of his averages. So I like John Morant to get the points. I mean, Dylan Brooks, as I said before, is a secondary scorer on this team right now, so he's going to have to do bulk of the scoring, and I like him to get over that 29.5 mark for my play of the game. Stand with John Morant and the fact that he's going to be the focus on offense in terms of scoring. I like John Morant under 7.5 assists for this game. So, again, I think he's going to look to be the main scorer of the ball, especially with Anthony Simons being the you know point guard matchup against him. I know I'm assuming that Jeremy Grant will take most of that defensive responsibility, but at this point I don't think it really matters who's defending Jaw. So I think he's going to score the ball a lot. His assist may suffer. He's only averaging 6.3 assists this season. And he has not hit eight assists since the second game of the year against the Rockets. So I like the under seven and a half. I know that's a risky one, but I think that's the right play there. So John Morant over seven and a half assists is the next play. Looking ahead, we have Dylan Brooks, who I've mentioned a couple times so far in this episode, especially with the Desmond Bain injury. And that is going to be Dylan Brooks over two and a half three-pointers. So it makes me nervous. I don't love Dylan's shot just optically. I don't trust his shot. I probably should trust his shot a bit more than I do, but I just I, I don't, you know, enjoy him taking a, a lot of threes. But he does. So he's hit three threes in three of his last four games. The first game being his first game back against the Nets. So I wouldn't even count that. So last three games he's hit this mark. He's going to put up six to seven three pointers, if not more, in this game tonight. John Morant drawing a lot of attention should be able to lead to some open threes for Brooks. So he's shooting 37% from three against the Blazers. Or sorry, 
opponents are shooting 33 or 37% against the Blazers from three. So they're not a great defensive team from the three-point line. That's 17th in the NBA. I know on the other side, the Grizzlies aren't great defending the three either, but I do like uh, Dylan Brooks over two and a half three-pointers in this game. Staying on the theme of three-pointers, now going to the other side of the ball, Anthony Simons under five and a half three-pointers, minus 150. So this guy, I mean, he he shoots a ton of threes. He shot 15 threes last game without uh, Damian Lillard. So he's going to get the shots up. Um, I haven't seen an Five and a half over under three pointers. Even with Steph Curry, that's rare to see. Sometimes he'll he'll have that. But for Simons to be expected to make six three pointers in a game, two games in a row, I like Simons a lot. I think he's a great player, but that's a lot of three. So I'm going to go under that mark. I think that the Grizzlies should emphasize three point defense in this game after what happened in Utah. Some adjustments from Taylor Jenkins there, especially against a guy like si- Simons, who you know is going to take a lot of threes. Um, he's only averaging 3.7 made threes per game this season. So then to ask him to basically double that and hit six, I think is a long shot. So I really like the under five and a half, three pointers there for Anthony Simons in this game. And then the last play of the night, I have use of Nurkic over 15 and a half points. So he had 27 last game without Damian Lillard. He had 32 the last time these two teams played the Grizzlies and the trailblazers. That was last year. I believe it was in. February of last year, yes, he had 32 points in 34 minutes, and Steven Adams did play in that game. And now Steven Adams potentially could not be playing with a jaw injury. So with or without Steven Adams, I like it. Yusuf Nurkic averages 15.2 points per game against Steven Adams. He's played him 18 games in his career so far. So I like him to get going, be one of the more focal points of the offense after Simons, and I expect him to hit that, that mark. So... That's all for today, guys. I appreciate everyone who's listening, everyone who supports the podcast. As always, make sure to follow us on Twitter at GrizzBearBets. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBobbit9 and also the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. So I appreciate it. Also, make sure, as always, to check out all the other great podcasts on the podcast network and all the other written content at www.grizzlybearblues.com. So thank you guys again. I appreciate it and have a good one. 